0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the
2: Kent Online Podcast. Lucy
3: Hickmott.
0: It's Wednesday the 17th of July. Coming up, drivers in Kent are paying more for fuel.
2: 58 pence is duty. That's on every litre of fuel you buy. And then there's VAT uh,
3: 20% on top of that.
0: Charity aiming to integrate migrants as more cross-channel.
3: By raising awareness, educating young children about migration... Um, Over time, you know, they can kind of feed that back to their parents,
0: their families. And man dumps uncollected rubbish on council's doorstep. I'm tired of being just left and ignored. I'm starting a revolution. I'm
4: starting a protest. Kent Online News.
0: First today, the cost of fuel in parts of Kent is almost 8p above the UK average, according to research by Kent Online. We've looked at 170 petrol stations across the county and also found the price of a litre of unleaded can vary by up to 13p. There are growing calls for a watchdog to be set up to ensure drivers are getting a fair deal. Geoff's been finding out more from Simon Williams from the R see
2: traditionally uh, unfortunately for you in the uh, southeast the southeast is the most expensive place generally to buy petrol and diesel uh, at the end of uh, June uh, a liter of uh, unleaded in uh, the southeast would have cost 128 that uh, we actually had a month where the prices came down uh, and for diesel it was um, 132 uh, so that is uh, a a penny over the odds uh, for uh, diesel and about the same for petrol. So it is generally a more expensive place to buy fuel.
4: Yeah, I mean, people would assume because we're potentially so close to the border in Kent, you know, the the fuels coming in on the tankers, um, you you know, from from France, that potentially they would be cheaper here because we're closer and there would be less costs. But that's clearly not the case.
2: Um, No, definitely not the case. I think it's just one of those things. I think we're closer to London. London is also expensive. Uh, So I think it is just a situation that uh, you have to kind of put up with. The cheapest place in the UK to buy fuel is actually Northern Ireland on a general basis. They have uh, more fuel distributors and uh, lots and lots of competition. Uh, so it's very important for people in the southeast to make sure they uh, buy their uh, buy fuel at the cheapest possible place that they can. That will often be a supermarket, but not always. There are lots of independent uh, fuel retailers that really do pride themselves on having a good price. So it's important to uh, know the uh, average price of fuel, which you can find out on the RSC website. Once you know that, you then need to be looking to buy as uh, far below that price as you possibly can.
4: Obviously, a huge amount of you know, fuel is made up of government taxation and VAT on top of that, and a lot of people say that motorists are being exploited. Is, is that something you would um, concur with?
2: Uh, There's definitely an awful lot of uh, duty and tax generally on fuel. Um, if you think about a litre, 58 pence is duty. Uh, That's on every penny, uh, every litre of fuel you buy, and then there's VAT uh, 20% on top of that. That totals uh, in terms of duty to about 27 billion pounds a year, which goes to the Treasury, and then the VAT on top. So uh, when you look at all motoring taxation, probably equates to 40 45% uh, that motorists are paying to the government for um, uh, probably probably totals 40 billion pounds at least
4: you've got groups like sort of fair fuel UK calling for some sort of watchdog to sort of try and ensure drivers get a fair deal is is that something that you would um, back up and, and and or are there other things that could potentially be done
2: uh, I think the problem actually lies with retailers um, the wholesale price of petrol and diesel is pretty uh, transparent although uh, however what the uh, retailers charge isn't um, we would be um, much happier if um, the retailers um, reflected changes in the wholesale price more accurately. Often you'll see um, what we call the rocket and the feather prices go up like a rocket when the price of oil shoots up and fall like a feather when it comes down and this really isn't good enough um, and you know, motorists are being taken for a ride by that kind of behaviour but it, the problem doesn't lie at the wholesale level, it lies at the retailer level. And uh, Many retailers do charge a good price, but lots of lots of uh, other retailers do um, take advantage of uh, consumers in that situation.
4: Yeah, and I mean, what are some of the sort of different factors that affect fuel prices? Can you go into that for us? There
2: are lots of issues uh, going on at a global scale which uh, affect the price we pay at the pump. it all depends really on the availability of oil. Uh, there's an organisation called OPEC, the uh, Organisation of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, which is trying to kind of prop up the price uh, for its members, and they do that by limiting um, supply. So they each uh, each country involved agrees to uh, limit production, and with a view to making prices go up, they're in control of about um, a third of the world's oil. But there's also a situation where America has been um, is making is producing more oil than it's ever. Uh, is actually the number one producer, and that's because it's producing oil from fracking. Um, And was when we had those low prices, um, actually uh, OPEC was trying to overproduce oil um, with a view to stopping America from fracking. They gave up that strategy and they started to put the prices back up. Um, America has a trade war with China, um, and uh, that could lead to um, the economy slowing down Uh, in China and uh, if that was the case then there'd be probably more oil than was needed and prices would probably come down.
4: The big question on everybody's mind is you know, potentially Britain leaving the EU at, at the end of October. What effect could that have on on petrol prices? Could could they go up even higher?
2: Uh, I think that's unlikely to have any effect on petrol prices. To be honest, um, the only effect it could have is if there's a further fall in the uh, pound, and then we wouldn't buy be able to buy as much oil, much as much fuel. Um, because the pound wouldn't go as far.
0: You can see a breakdown of petrol prices where you live in our story at kentonline.co.uk
2: Kent Online reports.
0: A man's been charged by police investigating a sexual assault in Chatham. A woman told officers she was attacked in a subway on Dock Road in the early hours of Sunday. 30-year-old Samuel Crabtree from Cecil Road in Rochester is accused of three sexual offences. Elsewhere a 16-year-old boy's been charged after a man was shot in the leg in Whitstable. The 22-year-old was injured at the West Westmeads Recreation Ground ten days ago. The wound was originally thought to have been caused by a BB gun, but following surgery it's now believed to have been a bullet. A 54-year-old man also arrested has been released on bail. A motorcyclist remains in a London hospital with serious injuries following a crash in Ashford. A yellow motorbike and black lorry were travelling in opposite directions on Pluckley Road yesterday afternoon afternoon when the collision happened. Crash investigators are keen to hear from witnesses or anyone with dashcam footage. Border force officers have rescued another 38 migrants who crossed the channel in three small boats. Eight people were found in Dungeness yesterday and two groups of men, women and children were also intercepted off the coast of Sussex. It comes as a charity has been telling us how schools can play a vital role in making refugees feel part of the community in Kent. Samphire launched in Dover when the Immigration Removal Centre opened there in 2002 and has been continuing to work with migrant families since it closed four years ago. Ollie's been chatting to Tanya Long who's director of the charity.
3: We already were raising awareness about detention and migration generally but it was decided that we would kind of have much more of a local focus so we then um, kind of began our community engagement work Um, and that initially began with some talks in the community but also the idea of um, working with our youngest generation so we began to go into primary schools initially and give workshops on the more general wider theme of migration Um, So trying to let children understand what it's like to be in the, in the shoes of a young refugee, perhaps, who's leaving his or her country, Eritrea, Afghanistan, making that long journey, trying to let them understand um, why people leave their countries and and travel so far, perhaps end up in the UK in their school. Um, So trying to make that connection. Um, And that project has been going really well. We've been running it for about two two to three years now. Um, we've been able to start going into secondary schools here in Dover. Um, that's been really well received, we're getting great feedback. So what we're doing with the schools, it's, it's not just going in and just giving a little workshop and then that's it, we go and we actually provide a more long-term support to a school because we believe that by raising awareness, educating young children about migration, um, over time, you know, they can kind of feed that back to their parents, their families, with the idea that they, people will have a more positive approach and attitude towards migration. So we do the workshops and then we, we follow up um, and we work with teachers in the schools to try and embed that learning into their policies. So for example, it might be that a school um, creates a buddy system to new, for new children into the school. Or they might um, start holding international days in the school. You know, something, or one school I think started coffee mornings for the migrant parents. So it's, it's to try and, you know, get the schools to take it on board and take it that step further and it, and it become an established thing within their schools.
0: If you sow those seeds early on, in Absolutely. theory, that's going to flower out throughout the rest of the generations, isn't it? Yeah,
3: and I think the teachers get it, the schools, the, the children are really receptive, getting fantastic kind of feedback from the children. The other day we received some drawings out of the blue from one class at a school, and they were drawing wonderful things, you know, like one was like almost like a journey, a roadway into the horizon, saying refugees welcome, or others were like friendship hands clasped together. We didn't ask them to do that, and they sent it to us. I mean, absolutely wonderful to see children getting it, you know, and, and hopefully we're getting them to see that a newcomer, whether they're from the next town, Scotland, Newcastle, or Afghanistan, they should be welcomed and, you know, feel comfortable in their own school or their community.
0: Since November, it's thought more than 750 people have arrived in Kent from across the channel with many making the dangerous journey in small boats. You can hear more from Tanya by listening to our KM Community podcast. Kent Online News. A warmer man who strangled his partner after secretly filming her has been jailed for 12 years. Alan Broff also hired a private detective to follow her after being convinced she was cheating. The 66-year-old from Halliday Drive was cleared of attempted murder in February but convicted of causing grievous bodily harm with intent. More than 100,000 people have now signed a petition calling for Disney to allow a Kent family to use an image of Spider-Man on the headstone of a four-year-old boy. Ollie Jones from Maidstone died from a genetic disease in December and was a huge fan of the superhero. The film giants say the picture can't be used because they don't want to associate their characters with death. It looks like the stroke unit at a Kent hospital is going to close six months early because of a staffing crisis. The centre at Tunbridge Wells was due to shut permanently next March as three specialist units are being created in Ashford, Dartford and Maidstone. But a lack of specialist nurses at the Pembury Hospital means the unit will close in September this year. There are calls for the next Prime Minister to prioritise investment into North Kent. Millions of pounds in government money is being spent to improve transport and growth in the area as part of development around the Thames estuary. The leader of Kent County Council, Paul Carter, has been speaking to Harry and says funding needs to continue if it's to become one of the most powerful local economies in the country.
5: Well, I think it uh, depends on the new administration uh, at Westminster and whether or not the uh, Chancellor will uh, uh, take his iron fist off the... Uh, uh, treasury uh, accounts and actually make sensible investment in uh, infrastructure for both commercial growth uh, and housing growth and in the southeast particularly uh, we lagged behind on the necessary investment to uh, uh, build hospitals, GP surgeries, uh, road networks, public transport et al. So we uh, need to put our case that you cannot go on building houses without having solutions to uh, funding the infrastructure
2: and you mentioned the infrastructure there we've as you said in your your speech there's so much development going on in kent at the moment not necessarily the infrastructure going with it do you think government will listen in what you're asking for there to make sure that stuff's in place as you build
5: Well, I'm sort of encouraged. I did write to both Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt laying out some of the big social issues, including uh, the uh, necessity for uh, enhanced infrastructure provision, with some solutions. I mean, I believe that uh, uh, landowners, when they get massive uh, value uplift through residential consent being granted, uh, should have to pay up a much greater percentage, maybe 50% of that land value gain, uh, to fund local infrastructure. And if you did that across the country, you would have tens of billions of of additional money flowing in uh, to provide that infrastructure. Big sums of money.
0: The Secretary of State for Housing, James Brokenshire, has been visiting that part of the county to give assurances of ongoing support.
1: The plans that have been set out are a long term vision, a 50 year vision as to how we create jobs, growth, potential, opportunity. And whoever is doing whichever jobs, you know, whoever becomes the next leader of my party. I am confident that with the commitments that we have made, a budget in response to Sir John Armut's report, that this is now set in train. When we look at the opportunity areas around our country, how we see that further growth and potential, the Thames estuary is very firmly there. And so yes, these are times of change with uh, a change of Prime Minister, but what is I think set and certain? is that vision, that investment, that potential that whomever will take charge will follow through. And how some of the things that we have already done, getting a new envoy in place, actually then the appointment of a champion at cabinet to drive this forward, that remains firm. Because of the steps that as a government we've taken, obviously the economic position, the public finances are in a much stronger space. But clearly there are bids to be made uh, as far as we look to the spending review to come. But I think there is a very compelling case that the Thames estuary makes with that vision that has been set out, building on actually stuff that is already happening with new homes, new jobs being created, a real sense of potential in the creative industries, in biotechnology, in pharmaceuticals. You look at all of this, these are all things that are happening. And actually, I think setting out why this is a good investment opportunity and how as government, as we look to those priorities at the spending review, I think that the case that the Thames Estuary makes out is absolutely compelling. And as we look at our growth areas around the country, yes, this being a core area of focus. Kent Online reports.
0: The idea of charging some motorists to drive in part of Maidstone has been rejected. A group of consultants had suggested the fee as a way of reducing pollution on Upper and Lower Stone Street, but that's been turned down by council bosses. Instead, they're going to be introducing a red route, meaning vehicles wouldn't be able to pull over and stop between 7 in the morning and 7 at night. A couple from Tunbridge Wells who were left stranded in time following a moped crash on their honeymoon have finally arrived back in the UK. Abby Harrison and Rory Sandia were injured in the accident and had to pay a £12,000 medical bill as their insurance wouldn't cover the cost. More than £6,000 was raised online so the pair could travel home. A than man's dumped three months worth of uncollected recycling outside the council office building. Jordan Cross claims they failed to empty his bin which he says was filled up by Guests at an Airbnb near his home in Westbrook, the 24-year-old says he's contacted the authority a number of times, asking them to take it away. But has now decided to take action. I've been waiting for this to be collected for three months. I've messaged about it. I've had no response.
1: If it's not going to be collected from my address, what am I paying my council tax for? What am I paying my council? tax? So do you know what? I'm not. I'm happy with paying for a new bin. So I'm going to leave this one so it can actually be dealt with. Because I am tired of being just left and ignored. All of us round here in Fanit are being ignored. We pay our council tax. We want our rubbish collected. It is
0: abysmal. Areas in Cliftonville are covered in rats. I know I'm not the other person. I'm starting a revolution. I'm starting a protest. He also helped rescue a seagull that was trapped in an empty building on his way home. You can see the full video in the story on our website. And finally, a Kent church is going to start having services on a Sunday afternoon, so people who've been out on Saturday night don't miss out if they wake up late. St Gabriel's in Kingshill realised a hangover could be preventing some worshippers from getting up early for a service at 10 o'clock from September they'll have a service at 4 in the afternoon at Valley Invicta Primary School on the 2nd and 4th Sunday of each month. That's it for now but for more news throughout the day you can head to kentonline.co.uk.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.